Welcome to the Nerd Gospel Podcast, where we always aim for the head with our theological axe, but oftentimes we hit the heart instead. Oh. Oh. That's, yeah, we're straight to that. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Uh, and we're glad to be back. We're back a little bit. If you listen to our last episode, you'll have heard that we switched to a whole different uh, platform where we're, we're on Pippa, Pippa mm-hmm. Middleton's uh, podcast network. Mm-hmm. And we're there now. And then also, I have a baby due in two weeks. Almost here. Almost here. So we've been a little busy, uh, but we had to come. We had to come back together. We had to forge like the Infinity Stones coming mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. for the momentous occasion of Avengers Infinity War. It was big. It's big. It's big. So we're gonna talk about it. Maybe two. It's maybe two episodes. I don't want to get your hopes up. I don't want to get your hopes up. Like you're like, oh great, I got to listen to. That. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't want to get you too excited. But it could be two episodes. There's so much to talk about. This is a lengthy. It's outline. a lengthy outline we have here to chat with. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see where what we're doing. But first, let's get to the news. Let's get right to the news. Harry Potter fans, uh, you a Harry Potter fan? You like Harry Potter? Yeah. Right. I read all the books. Yeah. Dress up movies. every year. I own several of them. Yep. Harry Potter fans will be excited to know that there is an off-Broadway play entitled The Puffs, or just Puffs. Uh, from what I understand, it's about the Hufflepuffs. But they're the least interesting yeah, house. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you can watch the play recording in select cinemas May 9th, which is today. Uh, so if you're listening to this tomorrow, too late, you missed that one. But guess what? <laughs> May 12th, you didn't miss that one. Maybe. Uh, select cinema. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you did. You don't Who know knows? what day Maybe you're not listening, listening to this. Who knows? Well, I'm sorry if you did. Uh, I'm sure it's probably going to be bootlegged on DVD in New York, so uh, that's great. Just go buy it. There. <laughs> Support your local puffs. bootlegger uh, in thievery. Yeah. Those those people are families too. Exactly. Uh, anyways, my wife's a Hufflepuff, so I know she's listen, she's going to listen to this and be like, "Oh man, can we go see it?" And I'm going to say, "No, no, you're pregnant." Hufflepuffs are not interesting. <laughs> no, it's boring. Why? Why and is she a Hufflepuff? She's not allowed to leave the house. What's well, that based why on? Why is she a Hufflepuff? Yeah. Because she's just sweet and kind and. Not boring. The Hufflepuffs aren't boring. They're just sweet and kind and kind of, they just do their own thing. But not worth talking about. Yeah, not, not. Well, they have their own off-Broadway play. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what are you? Are you Slytherin? No. Yeah, but wait, again. You're Ravenclaw what? what do you mean? That's what you mean. I'm, I'm all Gryffindor right. all the way. Uh, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is turning 20 years old. Now, you don't know what this is, do you? Is Cowboy Bebop? No, that's it's Naked a, Cowboy. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> is Cowboy Bebop the guy in New York? Man, we're sticking with the New York theme. Uh, no, that's not Naked Cowboy. Funny, fun fact: I met the Naked Cowboy while I was in New York one time. Yeah, what he's was he wearing? Ne- uh, an underwear. Oh yeah. So he's not naked. Naked. <laughs> naked. Uh, he has clothing. On. Cowboy Bebop's an anime, and it's uh, twenty years old, which is hard to believe. That's hard to believe because I'm thirty years old. Uh, so this is ten years after. Did my you birth. just have your thirtieth birthday? I did just have my thirtieth. I knew you had a birthday. I didn't know um, it was your thirtieth. Yeah, you didn't even call me and wish me happy birthday. That's you not didn't. true. I texted you. That's true. It's the same thing. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, happy Fun- birthday. Funimation, which is like a, the anime company, they put all this stuff out. They're celebrating by releasing whole new, awesome, expensive box sets. So check this out. There's the Bounty Hunter Steel Set, which is two hundred fifty dollars. Which man, I would love to that's, have. That's a lot. It includes the complete series, the movie, and a rigid, a rigid collector's box. So it's unrelenting collector's box. <laughs> and along with a new extra two LP vinyl records of the soundtrack, which the soundtrack's phenomenal. Wow. So it's all jazz, and man, it's incredible. A 200-page art book featuring illustrations. There's a uh, Boogie Woogie box, which is $350. There's a Bebop Crew box, which is 550 smackaroonies. Wow. And that contains even differenter art. And two PVC bookends featuring the characters. So everything basically, but so for five hundred fifty for half of a thousand, yeah, with just a little bit of chump change. The Naked Cowboys stuff is a lot cheaper. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So support him. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you should support him. Uh, Naked Cowboy. This is Cowboy Bebop. It's great. It's one of the best animes. So uh, if you're gonna start, you could start here. It's fantastic. Okay. Uh, here's some musky news. Oh. Do it again. All right. Here's some musky news. Um, no, that's the same as yeah. last time. Musky. You can do that one. I was going to, I worked on this all day in the car today. And you've ruined it. There was something with musky. Something there it like is. That. that was good. We'll count it. All right. Uh, on April 25th, so it's just a while back, Elon Musk tweeted this out. Oh, by the way, I'm building a cyborg dragon. I saw that tweet. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. That's all he said. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, like who, first of all, who is he responding to? Or, or was he just saying, Therefore, I think he's I'm building a cyborg dragon. Telling the Twitterverse. Well, there you go. Oh, by the way. So he goes from hats to flamethrowers mm-hmm. to the logical conclusion of cyborg dragon. Well, actually, no, he's also building giant Lego bricks that you can build 
Remember this pyramid's out of? Yeah, he's and building Sphinxes? it from the rocks that he that he bores. bores from the, bore, the boring company. company. Uh, SpaceX and Boeing are also in competition. Boeing fired shots at Elon Musk, not real literal shots, but metaphysical. Metaphysical, uh, metaphorical. Shots. I think at Elon Musk and SpaceX Falcon Heavy. First of all, Falcon Heavy. You do understand this is a play on. If you say the word fast, it's a dirty word. Anyways, now I've just told you it. Falcon Heavy. Falcon Heavy. Uh, it's a Falcon Heavy rocket. Calling it too small oh. for NASA's need. See, now you're like, oh, my word, Musk, you filthy, you dirty dog, you yeah, naked cowboy. That's you. a bummer. The Falcon Heavy launch turned heads in February. This is what Boeing said. But SpaceX's rocket is a smaller type of rocket that can't meet NASA's deep space needs. Oh, snap. What? what? Oh, it can't meet NASA's needs. According to the website, once the Boeing built SLS is operational. So SLS sounds way lamer than Falcon Heavy. Yeah. Is operation, it will be the most powerful rocket ever built. So this is shots fired. I think Boeing is missing the point that SpaceX is not supplying NASA. SpaceX is its own entity. I know. They're going to space. I know, but they're just trying to like, you know, they're trying to stir the pot a little bit. And the Boeing's like coming at him. But Musk is like, I will not, I will not handle this. So of course, what what is he going to do with the Cyborg Dragon? I think we know. Send it to Boeing. He's sending it to the CEO of Boeing and we're going to clean some house there. Sure. Literally. Uh, Musk has had a pretty rough month. So stocks have dropped. Hmm. He cut off some interviewer midway. Did you see this? Some like he walked out in the interview? Yeah, he just, he just like walked. He said, "This is uh, we'll go to YouTube. And he walks out and he, that was it. It was Whoa. really weird. Um, stocks dropped. That, he happened that. Uh, him and Warren Buffett apparently in a feud. About what? It's something. There's a stupid thing where Warren Buffett has used this analogy in the past of you have to build a moat around your business and then you fill the moat up with like technologies or it's dumb. It's this dumb okay. analogy, right? But a lot of people like it. Well, Musk said something like, I'll fill the moat up with candy. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Warren Buffett's like, well, that's what, you know, and he's like an old prospector or whatever. He's yeah. like, wait, wait, you're going to fill up with candy. Anyways, they're fighting. <laughs> that uh, caused a fight. And, and all of this would rock a normal human, utterly debilitating. Like it would, it would be for me, this, I would just, it would be game over. Right but not for Supreme Overlord Musk, mm. who's building cyborg dragons. He's digging underground tunnels underneath our major cities, and he's going to destroy all the major cities okay. with the cyborg dragon before AI can take over. Uh-oh. The original uh, purpose of Musk Watch. Yes. The original purpose Protect of Musk Watch, which we had to change uh, due to trademark issues. <laughs> <laughs> of the nurse. Anyways, uh, that's enough of that. And lastly, as of right now, this is this is important. Okay. As of right now, Avengers Infinity War has grossed 1,226,964,425 dollar harambes. Dollar harambes. Dollar harambes. <laughs> that is, and I did the math, that is 132,733 bitcoins. Wow. That's a lot of bitcoin. That's a lot of bitcoin. So if you wanted to, if you had that much bitcoin, you could uh, buy Infinity War from... Right. Everyone works <laughs> from everyone. <laughs> you could have bought tickets. You could have been like free tickets on the house. And everybody oh. been like, oh, that, guy's Man, awesome. that would be so generous. Dude, that guy's so cool. Yeah. He, he just spent a billion dollars yeah. on movie tickets. Yeah. What a I'd idiot. like to buy a ticket with a Bitcoin, please. That's what it'll be in 10 years from now. Our kids will be buying uh, Infin- Avengers 27. They'll be seeing Avengers 27 with Bitcoin in 10, mm-hmm. in 10 years. Then we'll see old man Logan. <laughs> old man, old man Logan. Uh, talk about this episode. Oh, okay. Massive spoilers. <laughs> Maybe two parts. We'll see. Thanos has a subversion. Oh, Thanos as a subversion on the God of the Bible. That's what we're going to talk about. Okay. So we're going to talk about, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the movie as a whole. Yeah. We're going to go through the plot. We're going to go through the characters. We're going to go through everything. We're going to nitty pitty gritty dirt band this Book movie. Are we going to have a non-spoiler section? No, not no. even. We're not even going to try. That's already hey, passed. Listen, if you haven't seen the movie at this point, I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. I'm not sorry actually that you haven't seen it. I'm just right. sorry for you. You're not offering apology. Yeah, I'm not offering apology. Right. Uh, so if you want, if you don't if you haven't seen it, turn this off. Whatever or don't. Yeah. Whatever. Just yeah, everyone dies at the end. Yeah. Oh. Dun, oh. Dun, what did I dun. do? You totally gave it away. Uh, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about the movie itself. Jeremy. Yeah. Did they do it? I think so. Did they pull it off? I think they did. Kevin Feige has the Infinity Gauntlet on his hand right now, and he did mm-hmm. it. He mm-hmm. clenched his fist, and when he clenched his fist, baby, that movie came out. The, Boom. Everything was within his power. Everything happened uh, after 18 films. Can you believe that? I Ten kind years. of can't, because I've been watching them the whole time. Yeah. It's really 18. cool. It, it's cool when the, when the logo came up and the little tin was built in there. Yeah. That was awesome. 
Yeah. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, so 10 years, 18 films. Here's a question. If you had never seen any Marvel film prior to this, would you have any clue of what was going on? Uh, I think you could follow the plot. Yes. I don't think you would enjoy a second of the movie. Nope. Because you wouldn't you'd be enjoy... like, who's this? Yes. Who's what? this? What? What's going on? You'd, yeah, that you like. this is not a movie to bring your... Uncle Phil too. Okay. Yeah. Who hasn't seen like like Uncle Phil, you'll love these movies. You love sci-fi stuff. He's like, all right, I'll, okay. And he's like, wait, what's a Spider-Man? Yeah. You know, the whole time. Why what? does he keep calling him a rabbit? Who's that rabbit? He, is he a rabbit? You know, and he's just like, <laughs> Uncle Phil. He's like, that Thor is smart. He's like, who are you guys? Who are you guys? So what did you like? What was what if you had to like just brief summary, mm-hmm. what did you like mm-hmm. the most about the way the film played out? I liked so we talked about this a little bit already, but yep. I really liked Thanos as the main character. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. rare where you see the villain in a superhero movie. So it's not it's not a, the villain's movie. Yeah. Where you see him as the main character and he gets all of the development time. Uh, I thought that was great. And I thought that they, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but yeah. I thought they developed him well. It wasn't just, okay, I kind of get where he's coming from. Uh, it's some of that. Yeah. 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 Because you can never be like, uh, oh, yeah, that's exactly my brand of evil. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk we're not, about that too yeah. coming up. Uh, and then just like, just mashing the cast together oh, man. went really well. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like the way they split up all the teams. It wasn't like the normal team you see together and yeah. then this other team doing this unexpected thing. Unexpected team ups. Yes. Very unexpected. Unexpected team ups. And like everybody the, just rolled with it. One of the people, great. I keep hearing people talk about like just that quick little moment where Winter Soldier picks up Rocket Raccoon at the end and yeah. spins him around. Like, but that makes perfect sense because he's got a machine gun mm-hmm. or whatever that is and he's got a, a gun and they're just like, all right, let's do this. Like, right. let's just. And he's like, how much for that arm? I'm going to get that arm. Yeah. <laughs> Bucky's like, uh, I don't think this raccoon can shoot. Yeah. I better point him. I thought that was kind of actually condescending. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was I was triggered by that. Um, I like that. Yeah, the cool thing about what you said about Thanos, too, is they do this in the comic books. Like, I remember one of my favorite runs. I used to collect um, action comics, Superman action comics. Yeah. And one of my favorite runs is like this maybe 12-arc story where they, they cross out Superman, and it says Lex Luthor's action comics. Uh-huh. And for 12 issues, it just follows Lex Luthor and it, like a, a general plot that he has. And so you see it from his perspective and it's brilliant and it's super fun because now you're on his side watching how it plays out from the other end. It's so cool. So that's kind of how I felt. Like I was watching Thanos as the main just wrecking ball coming into each scenario where they go, all right, let's set up everything. And then he shows up, boom, knocks it over. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like Miley Cyrus. And we had long sections of seeing Thanos trying to accomplish things and some minor failure or. Yep. Feared failure. And yep. It was good stuff. He came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. Okay. If Thanos wasn't hard. Um, what did you dislike? Um, Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, some of it. the Avenger Thor stuff right. was a little bit too campy. Yeah. Okay. And I I really enjoyed it the first time. So the first time you and I saw it together. Yep. And we were, it was opening night. People clap it was probably about six or seven times. Yeah, a lot of clap. And every laugh, like you lost the oh, next man. line because people were laughing like mad. So the first time I'm caught up in the emotion of the crowd. Yep. Which I didn't know I was susceptible to, but I am. Yeah. And uh, so I found everything a lot funnier than the second time I saw it. I saw it in the Outer Banks preseason. Yeah. Where and we everyone's all sad. Lives in the Outer Banks. Right. Monsters. Ugh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just quiet Emotional through all the laughs. Zombies. Yeah. So all you could hear was people smirking. Yeah, golf claps. <laughs> no, none of that. None Just of little that. golf claps. Uh, so I thought some of the Avenger stuff, I mean, the Avenger stuff, the uh, Guardian stuff was a little bit goofball. Yeah, um, that's how they are. Drax is always way funny. Sorry, James things Gunn, I don't like. James Gunn wrote that part, by the way. He wrote all their dialogue. Yeah. That's why it felt so Guardians-ish, Yeah, I should say. And it was fine. I mean, it's their characters. Yeah. But. yeah. So dislike. That was just kind of sort of campy moments. Just some some campy. Okay, I think I, it's all I got. My thing is always, and I'm just so picky about this. My thing is about uh, bad CGI. So there's just like three bad CGI moments for me. One of them is like the Guardians are jumping midair on Titan, and Thanos shoots this like blast wave at them, and they mm-hmm. kind of stop midair and go, "Ugh!" And they just fall, and you're, and you're like, "Okay, like that that could have obviously been done better." Yeah. And then the obviously the Hulk thing at the end where Banner's sticking out of the Hulkbuster outfit, and he looks. Really out of place. Really out of like place. Like really out of place. Um, so it makes the whole scene look bad CGI, yeah, even though yeah. it's just him. I know. Um, but I mean, and you know they can do better because Thanos 
looks le- like a real human being. I mean, it sure. looks so legit. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible. So those are my only dislikes, like little things like that. Uh, Nothing from the story? We're going to talk plot holes. Okay. Right. So, uh, well, I, yeah, story-wise stuff, I guess the Thor stuff was kind of a little out of place here and there. Mm-hmm. I love it, but I don't love Peter Dinklage. I didn't love that whole bit. I thought it was funny and goofy like that they got an actual dwarf actor to play an actual... Giant dwarf. Giant dwarf, right? Mm-hmm. I get I get the, the com- comedy that I just don't think he played it right. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I it just don't know if he played serious. it right. No, it seemed and like I've he was... And I've seen him play serious. Exactly. It seemed like he was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, okay. kind of. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So whatever. He did a little voice and whatnot. Uh, let's talk the characters. Vision, um, and I kind of grouped them together. Okay. So let's talk Vision, Scarlet Witch, and do you want to see a romantic comedy between uh, a witchcraft user and a robot cyborg? No. Go. What? I'm sorry? Uh, no. You wouldn't love that? No. <laughs> what would we call that? Uh, I'm sure you've thought of something. <laughs> uh, a robotic affair. Uh, um. <laughs> that's not good even. I'll, I don't know. It's so you didn't think good. of anything. No, I didn't think of anything. This is off the top of my head. Uh, Vision of Scarlet Witch. I like them. I, I like, didn't. I, I did not like care about them. I like it. I think it's I think fun. it's weird. What are they doing? I like Paul Bettany. They're yeah, in love. Jeremy? This is 2018, Jeremy. Let's go back to things I didn't like. Okay. Vision. <laughs> Vision and Scarlet Witch. No, well, Scarlet Witch, whatever. Vision was like, I know he was weakened by the initial yeah, yeah. blade or whatever. Yeah. But that's a huge. Okay. What a wimp. So real quick. So that's a huge thing. So he he gets stabbed right off the bat. I've seen it three times now. So I pl- process. I've seen this thing all right? three times. He gets stabbed and he initially says, I can't phase. Yes. This thing has disrupted. So that takes out a massive abilities already. Right. It also means he can't really fly as well as he could. And you see that he falls and he trips. It's almost very clumsy what he's doing. Doesn't he like laser things with the Mind Stone though? Yeah, but I, I think the blade, whatever the type of blade, Ebony, not Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaive is the guy's name. Right. Uh, he's connected to the Glaive. It's kind of like it's symbiote. It's kind of like Thor's hammer. I know this stuff, right? Now. Okay, great. So uh, he stabs him, but whatever it did to him, it affected him the rest of the movie. And you see that play out because he's constantly hurt or stumbling or people are carrying or just him. just whining. And he's a robot, for Pete's sakes. Like, yeah. get up, you know? Go be a baby. robot. Yeah, baby. Anyways, um, yeah, he's, they're fine. Whatever. Yeah, they they shined them. a little bit. Way Scarlet Witch had that great moment where she lifts up Proxima Midnight, the blue chick at the end, and, and yeah. Black Widow goes, that was gross. And you're mm. like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I was she like, really? Did. Black Widow's seen worse. Like, she's dismembered people probably. You think Whoa. that's gross? Like, whatever. Poor thing. Uh, Captain, Black Widow, and Falcon. I put them all together. Okay. Because they kind of the they're team humans. that show up. And they're the humans, which well, is normal. Meta, one. Meta, one, middle. Uh, they're great. I think yep. Falcon really got to shine. I told Ashley this too, my wife Ashley. I said, War Machine really got to kind of shine here. Yeah. Like, I always wonder, like, well, War Machine is just kind of like an upgraded version of Iron Man, but heavier. Right. And here he's like, Get out of the way, Falcon. Hold on. And he's like laying down this massive explosion. I mean, yeah, when he does that bomb drop, that is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, okay. Rody, cool. And, he, and, and when he like, sh- he has his moment. He shuts off the comm and he's like, that's a court mar- marshal. And you're like, wow, okay. All right, right. we're getting, yeah. we're getting riled up here. Falcon's funny. Uh, uh, Anthony Mackie's hilarious in real life. Hmm. So they need to give him more. I would love to see like more of that. Black yeah. Widow's great. I'm excited about a Black Widow movie. I know they're going to do one. Cool. I know. All right, whatever, fine. Uh, you just don't like women, powerful women. Uh, Thor, Rocket, Groot, and You're Dinklage. Right. Oh, whoa! Thor, Thor, Rocket, Groot, and Dinklage. I put them all together because they're the main team. Yeah. So Thor, Rocket, Groot. I love that. Yes. And they have some of the funniest lines. Oh, I would clean that eyeball off. Yeah. Um, you know <laughs> that actually gets lost. I think people don't really understand because they do cut them off. I think people don't like. Some people laugh, but it is crude. Well, yeah. yeah. I think so. people are just. Like, uncomfortable oh, yeah yeah like oh okay like he does just pop it in it's, it's awkward um Groot's fun Groot, Groot has actually really two cool moments where he he makes the the I was gonna say staff yeah. <laughs> he makes the um holder for Gandalf what is it what is it's that a, thing called it's a handle handle he makes the handle <laughs> the staff for the staff he makes the handle that's really cool yep uh and except then, he's like and then the other thing too, I read this. This is so. This is tearjerker. James Gunn. Okay, somebody asked James Gunn on Twitter. They said, "What was Groot's last line when he looks at Rocket right before he dies?" He says, "I am Groot." You know, mm-hmm. and he says, "James Gunn, what was he saying?" And James says, "He says, Daddy." Whoa! So he's looking at Rocket, going, "Father, Daddy." Mm. Like that's that breaks my heart. Yeah. Or, now I'm gonna. I'm never gonna watch that scene again. I know he didn't say it. He said, "I am Groot," but I feel yeah. like he actually has his own language now that I just. I uh, haven't 
picked well, up yeah. on. Well, yeah, I'm uh, trying to learn it. Thor so. took his language as in an college, elective. Yeah, an elective. <laughs> uh, you know, they're going to some college will be like, we're going to start offering Groot as yeah. an elective. Uh, I am Groot. Uh, Dinklage, whatever. Um, yeah. Now I think that's funny because when we saw it the first time, you were I exclaiming. I was, I was very lot. excited about it, but that see that was <laughs> it. I was caught up in the first yes. movie magic. The second yes. and third time uh, were still great. Right. Like I still love this film. Uh, I just think Dinklage played it weird. I yeah. just think he played it weird. You know? It was really cool to see uh, both Groot and Thor in the final battle yes. and how powerful they both oh, are. Oh, my word. When he shows up yeah. and he's got the Bifrost there and he's... Yeah. My audi- I mean, our audience lost it. Yes. Every single audience I've ever been with all three times. It was a huge moment. He just comes in and you're like, here yeah. we go. Yeah, he's the, you know... But even then, he's like the deus ex machina guy. He's going to come in and save the day. And yeah. Even so, they Not they so don't. much. Not, spoiler, not so much. Uh, Spider-Man, Stark, Strange. We're going to keep moving through these. Uh, wow. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Stark. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like, that's every girl I've talked to is like, I cried. That's where they cried. His, his death it's, scene of all the death scenes. Yeah. I liked the least. It's so sad. Eh. You didn't. What? He's too you, heartless. Outer he's, bank, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's too. Sorry, he's Mr. not Stark. that young. I'm sorry. Yeah, but in the movie, he's like 16, 17. No, I don't mean the actor. I mean, like, yeah, his yeah. maturity level. Yeah, but he looks a little to, bit He looks to Tony kind of like a dad. I guess like he's dying. Figure, right? He's I guess dying. He, I can give him some. Okay. He's dying. All right. He's dying. Right? Fine. You, until you've walked in his shoes and turned to ash and died. Who are you to speak? <laughs> I'm, I'm no one. Um, man, Just dust myself. Stark was great in this. Uh, Doctor Strange was awesome. Yeah. In this, when he does the arm thing and he splits like that. Just he, all the stuff he's He pulled doing. out some, he showed his powers. Okay. That's what people, like I always heard this in Doctor Strange, the movie, everybody was like, I wanted to see him do some really, really cool stuff. And the problem is he was still learning how to do really cool stuff. Right. Well, here's the cool stuff he learned how to do. And right. he's still learning. Right. And he's only been doing it for a couple, whatever, maybe a year in the timeline. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. He was great. We'll talk more about that. Star-Lord, Drax, Gamora, Mantis. Uh, classic Guardians. I don't want to talk too much on these because we'll talk more about them later. Drax okay. was hilarious. Probably the funniest, had some of the funniest moments in the whole movie. Yeah. Drax. At least some of the most quotable lines. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, why is Gamora? That's going to be like, <laughs> why is that's going to be going around forever in a day. What's the, and then his stuff with Thor. Yeah. He's a, like a pirate and an angel had a baby. <laughs> a pirate angel. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, the star doing dude. the voice. You're a dude. You're a dude. He's a man. A um, beautiful, muscular man. And then, you know, and then oddly enough, some of the people who just had movies, so Black Panther, Shuri, and Okoye, they don't really shine that much. Uh, no. Shuri kind of has a big role. She has to take the gym out, but it doesn't work. Right. Uh, Black Panther, obviously, Wakanda plays a massive role here, but he yeah, just kind of... Wakanda as a country, not yeah. as the individuals. Um, and Okoye does a really cool fight scene. So they all had moments... Like, that, they did a great job yeah. giving everybody moments to shine. Yes. One of the coolest moments is just that Captain and Black Panther when they're they're beating everybody in a foot race mm-hmm. and they are equal That's very in cool. speed. And you're like, and they're not scared. They're the ones charging in, right? going first. In the front. In the front. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's so good. And that's inspirational, right, yeah. to the rest of the crew. Yep. Uh, uh, one-off people here, there's Banner, there's War Machine, there's Nebula, Thanos, Red Skull question what? mark what what not that, question mark I know but I'm just saying like what oh okay yeah. <laughs> uh, that was wild that freaked me out because I had read you know I had spoiled myself going mm-hmm. in I knew what was going on not Red Skull yeah so when I first saw him I literally was like no what right. no Is what this a special screening what? <laughs> uh, yeah it flipped me inside out. Uh, it was crazy. And then my skull showed, and then it flipped backwards. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Loki, Heimdall, Wong, the Black Warrior. I mean, this movie is jam-packed. Oh, there's so much. Chock full of chalky goodness. So much. Of Hulk, raging Hulk. Uh, Not so it? much. Rampaging Hulk. Uh, what was that? Uh, uh, ice Hulk. cream flavor they said? What? Hulk, Hulk blasting, hunk of Hulk, Hulk of love. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about some plot holes here. <laughs> things that got people, <laughs> plot holes slash things that got people real riled up. Sure. Okay, because there were some people riled up about stuff. Yeah. Uh, the main one that we're going to focus for a, a pretty good long... This is why this may be two parts, because we're already at like 25 minutes here, and we're just getting into it. Okay, right? here we go. So the first plot hole here that I heard a whole bunch was, Thanos' plan sucks. Right. All right, I heard that. Okay. Yes. Polygon, which is a news, uh, I guess news or uh, gossip. I don't know. What is Polygon? It's a, it's a thing on the internet. Okay. Internet thing. A website. Polygon has an article, and it's called this. It says... Thanos has a definite plan, comma, 
And it makes no sense. Whatever. <laughs> Got it, Polygon. Polygon. Uh, so, so uh, one, it does make a ton of sense. Yeah. And there are people who have put forth this plan in grotesque detail throughout so, history. So you're going to defend Thanos' plan now? No. I'm oh. going to show that his plan does suck, but it's been uh, very highly regarded throughout history it doesn't, as a really good plan. Right. It doesn't suck in the sense that it's, it's a bet. It's not a real thing. No, it's a real it's thing. Not a fake motivation. And so for them to say that it makes no sense is kind of silly. Oh, bring it. All right. So here's, in their some, place. Uh, here's some horrible, horrible quotes, and I'm going to run at you. Yeah. So this is uh, by good old Charles Darwin. It says, With savages, the weakened body or mind are soon eliminated, and those that survive commonly exhibit a, rigor- a vigorous state of health. We civilized men, on the other hand, do our utmost to check the process of elimination. We build asylums for the imbecile, the maimed, and the sick. We institute poor laws, and our medical men exert their utmost skill to save the life of everyone to the last moment. There is reason to believe that vaccination has preserved thousands who, from a weak constitution, would formerly have succumbed to smallpox. Thus, the weak members of civilized societies propagate their kind. No one who has attended to the breeding of domestic animals will doubt that this must be highly injurious to the race of man. It is surprising how soon a want of care or care wrongly directed leads to the degeneration of a domestic race. But expecting in the case of man himself, hardly anyone is so ignorant as to allow his worst animals to breed. So that's good old Charles Darwin, uh, who everyone loves to talk about when they talk about science, right? They love to propagate Darwinism. Now, here's the thing with Darwin, okay? He put forth the idea of natural selection and all this stuff Mm -hmm. based on his understanding of science, okay? Right. And if you follow natural selection to its most logical conclusion, it's eugenics or euthanasia, basically, that uh, the weak should be allowed to die Mm -hmm. and the strong should be encouraged to thrive and live and support it, basically. Because that's the way you're going to get the best race. Exactly. The best next generation. And most communist regimes, okay, I'm not saying it's directly from Darwinism, but almost every single communist regime were Darwinists. Mm -hmm. Okay, Hitler was a Darwinist. So let's hear Hitler. You want to read... do I want to read Old Hitler? Adolf here? I don't know. That feels uncomfortable. Yep. Sparta must be regarded as the first Volkish Which populist, is populist or nationalist, or nationalist state. Yeah. State. The exposure of the sick, weak, deformed children, in short, their destruction, was more decent and in truth a thousand times more human than the wretched insanity of our day, which preserves the most pathological subject. Well, that is insanity yeah. to just keep a human alive who is... Uh, wretched or poor, deformed. Like, why would we... Do you, do you see... I mean, that's... This is Thanos' basic tenet, except he covers it by saying, oh, it's impartial. Right. It's impartial, what I'm doing. So this is more, let's target it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep going here. Here's Margaret Sanger, who uh, is the founder of Planned Parenthood. Right. Okay. But for my view, I believe that there should be no more babies. That's a direct quote. Uh, here's another one. The most merciful thing that the large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. That's another quote. And the last one here, we don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. So there's Margaret Sanger, Mm -hmm. the head of Planned Parenthood. If this was, I mean, this is just absolutely evil. Yeah. The only word is pure evil. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's the idea of let's kill the weakest, the, the, because that's natural selection, right? We're helping nature go through it. Um, And in most, you know, most sound, normal people, even atheists, who uh, have some shred of decency in them will disagree with this. Okay. Sure. But if you push them on their grounding, on their theological grounding or on their basic, you know, worldview, you have to come back to this because technically if, if it's all about Darwinism, all about survival of the fittest, then what happens over in India with the caste system is fair, mm-hmm. right? It has to be fair because the, they're just weak or poor and they need to die off. Right. Uh, cancer, somebody getting cancer, like my dad had lung cancer. Well, that's just nature doing its job, right. just taking out the weakest among us. Yep. Uh, that, is so, that is so blasphemous to what the Bible puts forth yeah. and the way that the God, the way God, our God talks about life and the way that Christians are to view life. So, so now moving into a little more of uh, Thanos' plan, here's David Attenborough, uh, who you, you, know, you may know from like nature documentaries, all sorts mm. of stuff. You want to read that one here? Sure. We are a plague on the earth. It's coming home to roost over the next 50 years or so. It's not just climate change. It's sheer space. Places to grow food for this enormous horde. Either we limit our population growth or the natural world will do it for us. And the natural world is doing it for us right now. 
Yeah, there's David Attenborough, who people love to praise. And here's one more from old Bill Mayer. I guess Bill Meyer. Is that how you say it? Mar. Mar. Bill yep. Mar. I'm pro-choice. I'm for assisted suicide. I'm for regular suicide. I'm for whatever gets the freeway moving. That's what I'm for. It's too crowded. The planet is too crowded, and we need to promote death. Now, these are, I mean, this is, this is absolutely, it makes me want to vomit reading these things. And so when people say, oh, Thanos, that's, that plan is so crazy. That's so far out there. Why would anyone want to, why, you know, why would they want to kill half the population in order just to save planets? Hmm. Uh, It's, this is, this has happened in history. This is what happens when you don't know history. This is what happens when we don't know um, about, you know, certain agendas that are pushing this because there are people who would literally say, if we could stop climate change tomorrow, I would, we would kill people. We would kill people. Yeah. And if when you remove the Imago Dei, when you remove yeah. the image of God from yes. humanity, there's all kinds of things that you can do because humanity loses its worth. And it does become either I'm better than everyone else, so I should get what they don't, or worse is like, well, there's a certain kind of person, whether that's what you know, whatever yeah. it is. For yeah. for Hitler it was a certain type of person, and for other people it might be, you know, race driven or sex driven or anything. Yeah. Uh, but when you remove the Imago Dei, you're in a, you end up in a very bad spot. Yeah, when you take away the image of God, the idea that we are all made in God's image. So everyone, based on God creating you, has, has dignity given to you. You have inherent dignity because you were created by the God of the universe, yeah. right? Made in his image. Um, here's Thanos, is what he says. He says, to fix all of creation's problems, Thanos says he will kill half of the people in the universe with a single thought. Uh, paupers and kings at random, so there's no partiality. He says, when I'm done, half of humanity will still exist, perfectly balanced as all things should be. I call that mercy. I finally rest and watch the sun rise on a grateful universe. Now, this is um, a really old idea perpetrated by a guy named Thomas Robert Malthus. Uh, maybe you've heard of the Malthusian, Malthusian principle or something like that, catastrophe. He lived from 1766 to 1834. And basically what he said was that there's, uh, as food production increases, population increases with it to the point where if we had an abundant crop, it would be devoured because population would respond to it by increasing, right? Mm. So that's what he put forth. Now, um, this, is, this played out really funny in, in an interesting way. My wife and I, uh, when we were engaged, we did this play, this musical called You're in Town. Mm. And it's not You're in Town, it's Urine Town, okay? Right. And they got the guys who wrote it got this Malth- Malthusian idea because they went over to Europe, and you have to pay actual money to use toilets in, in some parts of Europe, okay? And I went to London, and I experienced this. So if you want to use some toilets, you have to pay money. Yeah. And so the idea of the, of, the, of the musical is that the world has gotten so short on water that now in order to pee or to use the toilet or even drinking water, you have to pay money hmm. to do this. Okay. Now it's a, it's a dark comedy, but at the very end of the play, they've killed, the government has killed people. And because the rebellion took over and actually used up all the water, they were right. And everybody dies at the end of the play. Okay. Wow. And the water does run out. Yeah. And at the very end, the guy who's kind of been the narrator the whole time says, hail Malthus. And everybody says, hail Malthus. Hmm. And it's almost this dark black, comedy of saying maybe Malthus was right hmm. now now that's a horrible idea uh, because as many people have pointed out they say well why didn't Thanos just create more food why didn't Thanos just make you know why didn't he just make a big planet with tons of endless resources right duh right you know uh, so instead of saying you know so what does a Christian worldview say well a Christian worldview says why not instead of killing the unborn or why not instead of killing people or saying, hey, let's jump right to wiping out half the population, why not we just why don't we just do more agriculture? Or why don't we just put more money into scientists who are working on replicate food replicate? You know, what I mean, like this is what Star Trek kind of put forth. Yeah. This utopian society where we, there was no more need for food because we could replicate food. Uh, you know, these things are not they seem like science fiction, whatever, but there are other options. And this goes back to the film. What does Captain America and Vision say? We don't trade lives. Yeah, We don't trade lives because the life is so important. We do not trade it no matter what. Right. We're going we're gonna to go out. Um, and, you know, Tony, and the whole point is that Captain died because he didn't have a choice. And so he made that choice. He didn't trade lives. He gave his life willingly mm-hmm. for, to sacrifice for millions in his first film, right, right as we went down to the ice. So uh, let's keep going here. Uh, Genesis 1, 28. You want to read that for us, Jeremy? And God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. 
So God gives us a command to actually increase the population, mm-hmm. not decrease it. I guess Thanos is an actual villain. Yeah, he's not he's actually a the, god. As Loki says, you'll never be a god. Against the will right? of God. Genesis 9, 5 through 6, it says, For your lifeblood I will surely require a reckoning of every beast I will require it, and of man. Of every man's brother I requ- will require the life of a man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. Yeah, so not only is it an Imago Dei, not only is it something that God cares about, but it's something that he punishes. And it's justice. Yep. Because he takes he takes his image seriously. Yep. And so he says, listen, death is not... He, we're so pro-life, like... Death is never really my go-to answer, right? Um, I hate, you know, as much as I think there's a place for the death penalty, I hate it. And for years, I wrestled with it even to the point where I was completely against it, 100% against it. Uh, and I'm still wrestling with that, right? But that's that's how pro-life I want to be. I want to be to the point where um, I just want to push back on that, right? Is that the best way? I don't know. I don't ever want to play God. I want death to be his alone, right? right. Uh, the next one here, John 10.10. 10. I have come that they may have life. And have it to the full. And then Second Peter three nine, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Uh, so there is the the God of Thanos, or who how he thinks he's a God, mm-hmm. and there is the God of the Bible, uh, who doesn't want anyone to perish, who who values life, and who you know puts forth the uh, the understanding of the Imago Dei for us as believers to, to respect one another and to value life as well. Yeah. Right. And, uh, it may be worth pointing out that, yeah. that God, when he speaks of life and death, uh, in particular, those last two passages, he's talking about eternal life and eternal death. Um, but that's not for us to say, well, that's all that matters. So let's move people into the next life. That's, that's not something that God wants from you, us. Oh, in second Peter's, that's what you're talking about. Yep. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so now I know what people are going to push back on this. They're going to say, well, what about the flood? Okay. Because this is literally, I mean, God wipes out the more entire, than half, more than half yeah. the entire population other than Noah's family. Yep. Right. Uh, now this is a completely different situation because one, he is the true God who made everyone. Okay. Yes. Thanos didn't make anything. He's just going to step in and try to take charge. Right. Okay? He made everything. He has a right to say, uh, what he wants to do and do what he wants to do with the clay pots. Okay. The other thing is these are wicked people. It makes it very clear that the wickedness of the earth was ridiculous. Right. Okay. Uh, they had about 75 years to watch Noah build the ark and to go to him and say, hey, what are you doing? And he could have, I'm sure he did some, you know, hey, repent, repent mm-hmm. during that time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a holy, righteous God who created everything, not a maniacal madman. Um, and he, he told the, you know, they knew this was coming. Yeah. Okay. They knew this was coming. Uh, so remember Loki's line once again: "You will never be a god," and that really ticks off Thanos at the very beginning. That's what—that's when he mm-hmm. clinches clinches uh, Loki there. Lastly, this is the last little bit uh, towards that plot hole. Thanos ga- gives this warning to the people on Titan. So this is kind of how I saw it initially. He goes to Titan on his planet and to the Council, and he says, "Hey, here's my idea. It's it's a doozy. Yep. We're, We're overpopulated. Gonna, let's kill half of us. Right? And you know, it'll be impartial." And Thanos probably thinks that's really a good thing. Yeah. Whereas the the guys who are in the high power, they're like, uh, why would it be impartial? Right. I bet if Thanos had gone to them and said, it would not be impartial. We'll just do eugenics. Right. We'll kill the weakest. And we'll kill the weakest. I bet they would have gone for it. Yeah. I wonder. Right. Uh, and that's what, you know, so that's why people don't do the impartial thing. Well, he says, let's do an impartial. And they say, uh, heck no, you're a madman. Mm-hmm. Well, it plays out. So the rest of Thanos's life, you have to admit one, he's been ostracized. Okay. He's been kicked out of society. He's flipped. He's lost it. Yeah, he's and crazy. the fact that he's right, the fact that he it actually played out the way he did it, he has this prophet complex, this God complex, mm. where now he says, "I'm right. I must have been right there. I must be right every time." Right. He so, lives in the ruins of exactly, exactly of him being right, and it's almost like even though he could take the glove, take the gauntlet, and make another planet, or make more resources, or do all these things, make it so people don't have to eat food anymore, mm. he could do all those things, right? And people are like, "That's dumb. Why didn't he do that?" He's a madman who's bent on revenge. Yeah. And because they didn't listen to him, he's going to prove his point all the way to the, ver- to the very destruction of half the universe. Yeah. He doesn't care. That's his point. And he sees life as the problem that needs fixed. Yeah. I th- it's like that Seinfeld episode where George goes to extreme lengths to prove a point, right? Uh, he, he, the, the joke, the, the jerk store. Oh, yeah. He goes to extreme lengths just to try to rub this guy's mm-hmm. face in it, even though he doesn't need to do any of that. Right? The jerk store called. They're running out of you. Gets shrimp for everybody. Exactly. The Gets the shrimp. I mean, and you go, well, why? that's absurd. That's madness. 
Well, that's why he's called the Mad Titan. Yeah. He's bonkers. Another uh, aspect of this is that he still see. I think he still sees Gamora as a as a girl. Because so, every time there's multiple scenes where he keeps seeing Gamora as a little girl. Hmm. And I think in his mind, he views Gamora as that same little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's literally cuckoo. I think he's gone bonkers, right? Hmm. Uh, and the fact that he lets the Black Order go around and go, you are now children of Thanos. Like, he loves that stuff. Yeah. He sucks it all He's up. He's got a God, com- God yeah. complex. Definitely got a God po- complex. Uh, let's, do, let's do a few more, and then I think we may cut this episode off. Okay. Because we're hitting 40 minutes here. Uh, why didn't Thor aim for his head? That's another one I hear. Okay. Thanos even says it. Yeah, Thanos is like, uh, you should have aimed for my head. You're not a very good Thunder God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one makes really, like, I've, if you see it three times like I have, this yeah. makes perfect sense. Thor is just coming in hot and he throws it and Thanos kind of does a step back and he blasts it with the gauntlet. Right. Like at that point, he's not controlling Stormbreaker. He's just launching it and hoping for the best. Yeah. You know, just throwing it over there. And then it's, then it's just a funny thing that Thanos says like, oh, should I aim for that? Then he's like, all right, you're done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Snaps his finger, whatever. The next one, why no Hulk? Why no Hulk? Why no Hulk had never been beaten before. Hulk is strongest there is. Hulk severely beaten. Uh, Hulk, he doesn't want to come out and play anymore. No, he did not like no. that battle. No, he took, he's taken his ball and he's going home. You got to imagine this. He's come off two years of never losing. Right, and being the champion. He's the champion. Mm. And he's like a baby. Yes. Okay. Uh, friend, no, friend, leave, stay. Friend, no, leave. Right. He's a baby. Yeah. And what happens when a baby loses, when a kid loses? He doesn't want to play anymore. No. And, and the, so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect that I read, this is kind of intriguing, is that Thor and Banner have kind of this symbiotic relationship. Hmm. And whenever Hulk, he, whenever Banner needs Hulk, he's there. And whenever Hulk needs Banner, he's there. Hmm. And I wonder if when Hulk died, or when, didn't die, but when Hulk got beaten, right. he thought, maybe Banner needs to do this one. Right. You know, I've just done it for two years. Because when he's on Sakaar, he's Hulk the whole time. He won't let Banner come out. Right. Because if he did let Banner come out, he knows they would die. Hmm. That'd be it, right? Uh, same thing. Banner says, "I put a gun in my mouth." The other guy spit the bullet out, right? right. So they're kind of this symbiotic relationship. Uh, here's another one. Why didn't they just cut off Thanos's arm? That was the one. when I saw that I was like, "Why didn't they do it?" What? Because what, you didn't ready? you see the drop of blood line? Yeah, I've got it. Okay, I've got it. Uh, these are good guys for one thing. Okay, if Jeremy and I had an option to try to get a gauntlet off a Mad Titan, I don't think I'd look at him and go, "You know what? Let's chop off the arm." I think I'd be like, let's pull it off. <laughs> like that seems more plot. Like why wouldn't I just pull off the arm rather than just going straight for the dismemberment? Like, I don't know. I think I'm a worse person than <laughs> you are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So maybe they're like, let's just member this guy, you know, it's a lot uh, faster. It's also, they're, they're also thinking like, let's subdue him. Let's stop him. You know, mm-hmm. also who's to say the glove wouldn't have stopped him like subconsciously, like try to protect itself. Whoa. I don't know. Well, okay. The other thing too is, um, their weapons, they're cut, they're slicing them up, they're dicing them up this whole movie. Yeah. And Tony gets one little drop and he says, All that in the whole a, movie for a drop of blood. One drop. All that for a drop of blood. Yeah. So I wonder if they if they straight up took their sword, chopped his arm, if it wouldn't barely cut anything. That is a little bit confusing though, because I know it's not a real scene, yeah. but oh, Gamora, Gamora kills Thanos. I yeah. think she does, and she does it with a regular sword. In the neck, which would yes. be much softer than his bicep. Which is freaking yeah. well, rippling huge. I mean, yeah. he did not skip arm day. All right. <laughs> he didn't skip any uh, day. I, I don't know. Like, you can look at this and go, oh, you're just making it whatever. But this is a movie for Pete's sakes. There's a movie magic Wait, going on here. What? Yeah, you know this? You thought this was a documentary? Uh, oh, man. Uh, let's keep going because we got plenty of time here. I hate Star Lord. Here's another one. I hate Star Lord. Because of what he did. Because of what he did. I even saw one article where it was like, the real villain of Infinity War, Star Lord, Peter Quill. Okay, now let's play this out. Let's talk about Peter Quill. You want to mm-hmm. do this? Let's talk about Quill. Hey. Uh, his mom dies at a young age. Oh. Right? You remember that? I do. That, remember I that. literally shed tears in the first like five minutes of that movie. Yeah. Guardians one. Yeah. Uh, his mom dies. He has no dad except for Yondu, mm. and they want it. They the boys want to eat Terran. And he's dead now. They said they never even had Terran. Yeah. He grows up around pirates, space pirates who want to eat him. Or all at least the say they do. Or at least say they want to eat him all the time. Okay, as a little child, as a little boy, can you imagine how damaging that is to your brain? He's bad. Uh, he's Yeah, he's messed up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grows up as a scoundrel. He's a womanizer. He has extreme childhood issues. Extreme. Okay, extreme. Uh, for all intents and purposes, he never really grows up. Nope. 
Never grows up. That's why he makes jokes to mask his pain. Oh. He's quick to trust Ego because he just wants his dad. Hey, you, you right? shut up. Don't talk right? about Quill like that. And he tried to do a dance-off to save the galaxy. All right? This well, is not a well-adjusted individual. Successfully saved the galaxy. Yeah, I shouldn't say tried. I should say, and successfully did a dance-off. But so here you go. Now put yourself in Quill's shoes. Now you kill Gamora, the one girl you've ever truly loved and cared about, part of your family as you view it. Right, mm-hmm. the Guardians are his family, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't expect him to just flip out. Like I would be blind hot rage. He did go crazy. Okay. Uh, also, I mean, think about the very first movie. He goes back to prison, right? Remember, Drac goes, "Look at him," and he's coming out, and it's the, playing the music, mm-hmm. and he just went to go back to get a Walkman. Well, and Drac says, "The Walkman." I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's where his mental state is. So yeah. don't get mad at Peter Quill. Like the guy's, he's had a rough go of it. Okay, you know, he's he killed his own dad for Pete's sake, who's a celestial planet. Let's give him yeah, a break. It's been, it's been tough. It's been tough. <laughs> As he tells Thor. As he tells... Yeah, I've, I've had it worse. I've had it worse. Yeah. Uh, why did Gamora go after Thanos? Um, she still loves him. Duh. Stockholm Syndrome. Okay. What, wait, what? Why did she go yeah. to Thanos? Yeah, yeah. If, if they know She's he's on Nowhere... I know, but if they know he's on Nowhere and she has information that only he knows he can know about, why did she go? She should have been like, no. Oh, I see. I know stuff. He doesn't... Right, she should have gone the other side of the galaxy. I don't think she had any idea that he would be able to figure out that she knows that. I think you're right. I think that's another good excuse too. I also don't know how he figured that out. He just says, Nebula. "Like I know you, Nebula." Remember, she he plays the Nebula's uh, soundtrack. Th- soundtrack. Oh, oh, you're yeah, right. Three times I've seen it. There you go. Anyways, uh, she has Stockholm syndrome. She cries after she fake kills him. Yeah, She's she messed does up. that. She's messed up in the head too. Yeah. Um, why didn't Doctor Strange use the time stone? First of all, he tries. Mm. Ebony Maul stops him pretty Man, quickly. With I love Ebony cable. Maul. I know. I love him too. His I'm, death I'm was he very. That, oh, abrupt. that's a dislike. That's a dislike. Where they He's, just send him off in the space and he turns an icicle. Like, why isn't he Princess of Laying? Yeah. Leia-ing back Leia. in. <laughs> I don't understand why. <laughs> if Prince of Leia, if Princess Leia can do it, then Ebony Maul Squidward can do it as well. I've, I think it's he definitely fair. would do it. Yeah, you think he would positively do it. Without a positively. doubt. Positively. Indubitably. <laughs> you think he would indubitably do it. Anyway. Uh, first of all, Ebony Maul tries him. He can't do it. He, that's so cool. If you look at it, he's wrapping him up in like uh, coax cable, like yeah. stuff from the street. Like, yeah. that's so cool. Uh, that's the other thing, scene. too. Secondly, he sees the 14 million outcomes. He thinks uh, or he sees the only one where they win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that played out in there. Thirdly, we aren't sure how the stone interacts with one another. I'm not sure how the power stone or the time stone would have maybe canceled each other out. I don't know. Right. Right. We don't know. We didn't see that happen. Thanos also says something to this effect. He says, all those tricks and you didn't use the one that could, that could, they're most powerful. Right. He's right. talking. And so Thanos is waiting for him to use the stone to grab it quick. Hmm. I don't think with four stones, the time stone would have done diddly squat. I think, hmm. I think, or at least I guess three stones at this point, three versus one. You do basic math and that's, yeah, that's there better. is that part of me that's like, well, just do the thing you did in the last strange movie. Yeah. Just keep going back until I've you come get to it. bargain. Yeah. But I don't think it would have worked. I think Mamu. the stones probably would have popped him out of it. I think he could have broken it. The but reason he didn't would, have the time stone. I know, but I don't think I don't think with the three other stones, I think he could have canceled it out somehow. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying three is better than one, Jeremy. That three it doesn't equal one. Three infinity stones is infinity it's three better. times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Thanos needed him, and also he put that spell on it. So I think Thanos knew, like, all right, I got to get this guy to give it to me. Okay. Uh, there are more plot holes, quite you know, quote unquote plot holes. Most of them are stupid. Some of them are really dumb. Mm, uh, and until the second film comes out, none of these are actual plot holes. Like literally, the first five minutes could be Tony going, "Oh man, it's so I, I'm so sad that Doctor Strange didn't use the time zone, which we knew he couldn't because Thanos had three at the time." And, you know, like like they <laughs> just could literally just horrible exposition. Dump, just for ten five minutes, minutes. <laughs> ten minutes of dumping plot holes. And then remember when Thor aimed for his head, but Thanos moved. Maybe it could be second. maybe it could be told as a story in uh, <laughs> yeah. in Tony's office where he's yeah. like Tony's like in the past. I just want to explain some things. A quick recap. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing's a nothing's a plot hole until it really whatever to the second movie. Yeah, there were things that could have happened differently, but yeah, that, that exactly. doesn't make it plot hole. Plot hole is something where internally something's inconsistent for sure. There's no doubt. none of those. No diggy down. All okay. right. I think we're going to end the episode here. We're about 50 minutes. We still have so much, uh, so much left to go. Um, so we're going to make this a two-parter. We're going to whet your appetite. We're going to... Don't. No. Don't make those sounds. I'm doing the cool things with my hands, too. Yeah. We're going to whet your appetite. Too much. Uh, I hope we whetted your appetite. Um, anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, man, yeah. just hang on because we're going to have an, uh, another one pretty soon. Yeah. Like next week. 
Okay. Yep. Well, I'm knowing. Then we're going to have a break because I have a baby coming. Jeremy's going to be where? In Italy. I am. Yeah. Going to Paris? Italy. Please don't Italy? break into my house while I'm gone because yeah. we don't usually tell people yeah, you know that we're going lives, to Italy. He lives in the Outer Banks. Yeah. That's you don't know when he's going, though. He could be. There you go. Ah, gotcha. Uh, anyways, it, don't forget on May 12th, the, the puffs are coming out. We're going to be there. Too. <laughs> uh, we're, we are <laughs> proud members of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Yes. There is a mega feed you can subscribe to. And we have new members. Oh, my word. Do we have new members? We're not supposed we to say to who they are yet. Okay, we're not. No, because right. they, they have to announce it on their shows first. Oh, great. I think we have two new members and, and maybe one on another the one on the way. One on the way. Oh, uh, one on the In way. In utero. We, our mega feed has given birth <laughs> to two more members and there's one on the way. Yeah, Triplets. some sort of alien. Some sort of alien thing. Uh, We're hatching eggs. Via a witch and a robot has created <laughs> the naked cowboy. Boring. Uh, boring. Anyways, thanks so much for listening to the Nerd Gospel Podcast. As always, stay t- stick around. Stick around. <laughs> if, <laughs> stick, stay tuned. Stick around. Hang out with us uh, for episode two where we'll pick back up on this. Uh, and we're going to talk about all the past movies, mm. all the themes from the past movies, and how we've really built up to this big mega film Cool from the mega feed. And there's a ton of conversation, dialogue, monologue going on on our Facebook yeah. page. So go check out The Nerd Gospel on Facebook. And uh, there's a bunch of uh, really great folks. Yeah, awesome people stuff. in there yep. uh, on their Gospel Facebook page. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Stay nerdy.